This is Francesca Psychology, and today we're talking about trust issues in relationships. It's going to be very intense. I want to apologize in advance for my voice. I'm a little bit sick, so if I cough or if you feel like my voice is cracked, you know why. So if you have trust issues, this podcast is for you. We're going to talk about your inner child, your shadow self, and your relationships. So buckle up because it will be intense. So first of all, you cannot trust anyone on this planet to take care of you and be there for you 100% of the time forever. Unless your partner is enlightened. I don't know, maybe you're dating Jesus or Buddha or some other humble shaman without a PR agent. But otherwise... We humans beings, we are imperfectly perfect. No one can be there for you 100% of the times. No one is going to protect you, understand you, not let you down from time to time. Because it's impossible to find someone that is perfect. They have their own trauma, their own wounds, their own life. They can be there for you 100% of the times. You know, you could get a dog instead. That's pretty close to perfection. But when it comes to human beings, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. A huge error that people make in relationships is thinking that the other person, what they said, what they did, makes them suffer. So blaming the other person for the way that they feel. And it's easy. You combat this error by having the belief that I am 100% responsible for what I feel. Let me tell you a little story. Two people get fired from the same job. One of them sees it as the greatest thing that ever happened to him because now he can follow his passion. He sees it as this great opportunity because he didn't like the job anyway. So now he can start his own business and thrive and do what he always wanted to do. The other one is completely ruined. He sees it as the biggest tragedy and just kills himself. The same situation causes emotions, thoughts, and behaviors that are completely different. So it wasn't the external event that caused the reactions, but each each person reacted by the way that they saw the whole situation, by the way that they thought about things. Buddha says that we create our world through our thoughts because thoughts lead to emotions. Emotions lead to behaviors and behaviors create our reality. You know, people say, I can't control my thoughts. Wrong. You don't know that you can control your thoughts. And when you don't know, you're not responsible. But now that I've told you, guess what? You know and you are responsible. I'm sorry. You're responsible for your thoughts, for your emotions and behaviors. But what I really, really trust is your intelligence and your intuition. Since you're listening to this podcast, and I know that you are ready. I know that in a way or another, you already knew that your internal world determines your reality. Instead of looking at your partner so seriously, like, oh my God, he or she is such a mature, grown-up adult that knows everything. And what he said, what he did, 
and you know what he what he's doing makes me suffer and he's making me suffer intentionally what about looking at them in a more relaxed way look at them as if they were a young child like a three-year-old that doesn't know what they're doing which when they cry they're probably crying because something is hurting them maybe they throw food of you or do something stupid it's because they're clumsy not because they have a bad intention how would it be if you looked at things in a more detached manner and don't take anything personally now that you know that your partner is not doing everything intentionally and they're not serious in everything they do they're not a psychopath that wants to hurt you no how about looking at them like they don't know what they're doing what did jesus say father forgive them for they do not know what they're doing this is how we should look at things we have traumas in our childhood when we have a trauma in our childhood we remain stuck at the age at which the biggest emotional trauma was created so there's a big chance that if you have traumas to attract a partner with similar traumas or on the same level as you because like attracts like we attract partners that mirror how we feel about ourselves is the law of resonance if you have a certain trauma and you had certain emotions or you drew certain conclusions from that event like i'm not good enough or i'm not lovable you're going to attract someone that treats you the same way because you don't think you deserve better than that all of this happens at an unconscious level this is why self love and understanding yourself your beliefs your true beliefs about yourself is vital um if you want to know more about self love go watch my first episode where i give you three techniques to improve your self love so what we see and dislike in someone else is actually the aspect that we ignore in ourselves it's psychological projection um you might be thinking for instance You know those people, I know for instance my auntie, my family, they're really against fat people. So they always judge, they have the stigma around fat people. All of their life, my auntie, you know, my dad, they were always very very preoccupied with the way they look and not getting fat with diets because one, they're either fat themselves and they don't like that, or two, they're not fat, they're skinny. but they don't accept the possibility of them ever being fat. So what you don't like in someone else is actually something that you either have or you would never accept in yourself. And this is not self-love. If self-love, unconditional love means accepting yourself 100% the way you are. And that means any possibility. So what the other person says and what they think is not your responsibility you're responsible for what you think and what you feel and you can't obligate someone else to feel a certain way about you or to act a certain way if you can't communicate with them then why don't you leave why are in that relationship if it's so toxic that you can't even communicate then leave 
You are responsible for what you do. A lot of people victimize themselves and say, yes, my partner is so toxic and they did this and that. Then why don't you leave? It's still your responsibility to leave the relationship if it's not healthy for you. You can make the decision about yourself. You really have a lot of power. You, the person listening to this, you have a lot of power. Use it. Use it as a force for good, to love, to communicate. And if you can't do these things with this person, that's okay. There are other people waiting for you to talk, to listen, to offer, to receive. If their relationship is so toxic, then break up. But usually things aren't as dramatic and in that people are completely against you. A huge achievement is to be able to give feedback in your relationship, explaining that it's not about the other person. You can say, I'm responsible for my thoughts and actions, and I love you, but right now I have this pain. I'm suffering, maybe from my childhood traumas. I don't know what is happening, but I'm working on myself. I'm, li I'm listening to this girl's Francesca, and I have this pain. I feel this inner restlessness. I can't control my emotions, my thoughts. You know, maybe I don't exercise. I eat too much. I don't earn enough money. I'm not happy. And it hurts me. And I want to solve these things. And sometimes I'm an idiot. But it's not about you. It's not your fault. Tell me, how do you feel in this relationship? What makes you stay? How liberating is it to give and receive feedback? A huge error is blaming the other person. Huge, huge, huge. Maybe you're even right. But just like the little baby that throws food at your face, the other person doesn't know what they're doing. Don't attack them and give them some space. They're hurting as well. And maybe they're hurting me too. But let me give them a chance and say, what happened? What, who are you? I can see that you're suffering that you're hurting, that you're angry. Help me help you. Let's talk about it. Let's communicate. Do you feel loved? This is healthy communication. And don't blame them. If you want to give them something, then give them love. Give them appreciation. Keep the blame. But don't blame yourself either. Just remember that you are responsible over what you feel and think. So when we talk about trust, imagine a bird that is sitting on the branch of a tree. The bird is not afraid if the branch breaks because it trusts its ability to fly in case it does. You need to trust yourself that you can fly in order to be able to trust others and sit on that branch. If you have no wings or emotional resources, you will fall and you will be afraid to sit on another branch. But if you know that you can handle anything, that you have your wings, that's when you will be able to trust people. Because even if they betray you, you trust your capacity to fly. So how do we develop these wings? How can you learn to trust yourself? And there are two components of trust. And one, and one is becoming a parent to your inner child. 
and thus creating emotional resources and getting to know and accept yourself. So two is getting to know your shadow. So let's talk about the first one. Um, Your inner child is the version of yourself that you stayed at that stayed at the age. So your inner child is the version of you that stayed at the age at which your emotional wounds were created. Thus, the reason why adults look like children when they fight. And this inner child needs and wants only one person. You. But now they are in a place where they can't trust you. Because you have betrayed them. You have betrayed your inner child in the past by not giving them love, by not paying attention to them and abandoning them by giving them to another person to take care of them. Because this is what we usually do in relationships. We take our inner child and we give them to another person to take care of them instead of taking taking care of them ourselves. Your inner child, which is very needy and needs a lot of affection and attention, needs to be validated and praised, doesn't want someone else to take care of them. Not even their own partner or parents. It wants you to take care of them. A few weeks ago, I got very, very angry with my father because he didn't react the way I was expecting him to when I told him about an opportunity that I was really excited about. He didn't even say congratulations at first. Then he started giving me advice and some critic. I was literally fuming. I'm not going to lie to you because he's the person that I trust the most in this world. And I felt so betrayed, you know? And then after expressing my anger in a controlled way, not at him, (laughs) but that's okay. I'm going to tell you, I was screaming and crying in the shower. It hit me from a very deep place. It's not your father's validation that you want. It's your own validation. You're using your father as a strategy to validate and feel better about yourself because you're not giving that to yourself. And that's what I told myself. By the way, replace father with boyfriend, mother, friend, whoever you feel like you need validation from. So that's what I told myself. I have to become my own parent. So that's when I started talking to my inner child. I was staying completely present with their feelings while she was crying in the shower with the lights turned off. I must admit the context helped quite a bit. And I closed my eyes and I started handwriting on air. And I'm going to tell you about this technique a little bit later. And I wrote everything that I wanted to say to her. I'm sorry for ignoring you. And not being there for you. From now on, I will always be there for you. I'm the person you can completely trust. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. And I can't believe you achieved all of that. I'm ecstatic for you. You are such a wonderful child. I love you unconditionally. No matter what you do. Even even if you don't do anything, I still love you. So I was telling myself everything that I wanted to hear from my father. So this is a short fragment of my 30-minute conversation I had with my inner child while she was crying. Your inner child wants to be seen, heard, and understood. Remember that. 
I discovered what my inner child wanted with the help of that previous conversation I had with my dad, where I was begging him for everything that he wasn't giving me and that I actually needed to give to myself. I told my father inside my mind, you know, oh, you can't stay present with my feelings. You always leave me. You betrayed me. You detached from me. I'm, I feel so abandoned. So that's when I realized it's not about my father. And that's what literally told me what I need to do to my inner child, what I need to give to myself. And I did it. I told my new, my child, my little child, that I'm not going to be perfect and I'm still learning and I still don't know what makes her happy, but I'm learning and I will be there for her, her entire life. Because the only person that's going to be there for you is yourself, your inner child, and, you know, other versions of you. You're not alone. You're never alone. You always have your inner child. So here are three practical techniques that work very well to connect to your inner child and heal your inner child. One, visualize talking to your inner child. Go to a safe space. Maybe it can be in a forest or on a field or in the house where you grew up. Go to a safe space in your mind. And imagine that your younger version of yourself is there. And ask them how they feel and what they need. Take them in your arms and give them the love that they need. You need to become your own parent to be completely emotionally independent. So do this meditation before going to sleep. You know, just get in a meditative mood, relax your body and go in a safe space. As I said previously, imagine your inner child is there and ask them, really ask them, like, what do you need? Because your inner child will tell you what they need. You don't even need to invent it. You will feel it. You know, feel connected to them. Connect to them. This is what they need. They need to feel like you understand them, like you are listening to them. The second technique to connect to your inner child and to process your emotions is handwriting either on paper or in the air. It works the same way. So journaling helps process your emotions. And I recommend doing this on paper, not on your phone, to write a letter to your inner child and let them reply or even do a conversation. You know, you write something and then they reply, you write something. So, so just write without thinking too much and let your subconscious run the show because that's where your inner child actually lives. I'm go we're going to talk about this a The third technique is talk to your inner child as if you were your own loving parent. So not in a meditation, but on a daily basis. When you achieve something, when you do anything, say to yourself, I'm proud of you. You are amazing. I'm ecstatically happy for you and your achievements. I accept you just the way you are. It's okay. 
Think of everything that you want your parents or your partner to offer you and tell that to your inner child. Tell that to yourself. Give that to yourself. If you want your partner to tell you that they're proud of you, that you're perfect just the way you are, that they love you, say that to yourself. Another cool exercise that you can do is, and that helped me a lot was at the end of the day, before going to sleep, to tell myself that I'm proud of myself. So every small accomplishment that I achieved in that day, for example, I'm proud of myself that I was vulnerable with this person, that I got out of my comfort zone. I'm proud of myself that I wrote a part of my essay. Any small thing that I'm proud of, I would say that to myself. And I invite you to do it as well. It's really good to do this kind of exercises at night because that's when your conscious mind goes to sleep and your subconscious mind starts to take on the show. So all of your beliefs are in your subconscious mind. So basically it controls your life. Um, besides that, if you go to sleep in a good mood, you're also going to wake up in a good mood. So it has, you're shooting two rabbits in the same time. Now, the second thing that you need to do in order to trust yourself again and stop having trust issues is to get to know yourself and your shadow. So in order to be able to trust yourself, you have to know yourself. If you think about it, you can't trust something that you don't know. So as I was saying before, the unconscious mind represents 95% while the conscious is just 5%. Your subconscious controls and contains all of your memories, emotions, emotional resources, beliefs, all your memories about every conversation, song, even your math homework from third grade. This is why hypnosis helps people remember stuff that happened when they were babies. The subconscious mind is an infinite fountain that um, registers absolutely everything that happens in your life. And it is also the one that controls your life. The, the subconscious mind also contains um, your shadow self. So the subconscious mind also contains your shadow self, which is everything that you repress and you don't like about yourself your dark fantasies, your anger, your sexuality, those animal traits that we all have, but society doesn't accept them. The people that run away from their shadow in this world will never be able to trust themselves because they don't trust their dark side. The shadow is the devil in the Bible. It's the devil that the Bible is talking about, which by the way is just a symbol of our animal animalistic dark side not a literal red man with a fork that will go after you after you die if you don't respect the rules in the book so when you don't accept something it grows bigger and it starts having power over you so integrating your shadow and accepting your shadow is the only way to trust yourself by the way, the shadow is also where our happiness, love, creativity, juiciness for life and sexuality comes from. So it's not as bad as you think. The but I talk about the shadow in my first episode. The unconscious mind gets absolutely everything that they want. For example, even though you consciously want a relationship or to get a certain job, let's say, 
if you don't have that in your life already, that means that unconsciously you don't want it. Because what the unconscious wants, it gets. For example, let's say Katie wants a certain job, but she cannot get it because secretly her subconscious mind desires to be protected and still wants to depend on her parents. She doesn't know that. She consciously thinks that she wants a job, but she's always sabotaging herself into not getting a job. If Katie would bring this desire to be protected and dependent to light, she would fulfill her desire without suppressing it. She would be able to get a job. I don't care if this sounds cliche, but you can get anything you want in this life. But actually, not what your conscious mind wants, but what your subconscious wants. Your subconscious mind is also part of the collective subconscious. So you have access to everyone's minds and resources. When you start learning something, you tap into the power of your subconscious mind and you learn that thing a hundred times faster if you do this than what people usually take. Because you already have all the knowledge and resources inside of you. This is the collective unconscious. And as always, I have an exercise for you, of course. So, you know, if positive affirmations don't work for you, I want you to do this instead. So instead of doing positive affirmations, you know, saying 10,000 times in a mirror, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And you still don't, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. And, you know, you're angry or sad while doing this. Do this exercise instead. And it is called reverse affirmations. I want you to bring up that sadistic critique inside of you. You know, that little voice in your head that keeps criticizing you, that has those negative beliefs that stops you from taking actions and from being happy. And take a piece of paper and write down your real beliefs about yourself. Write down everything with no censorship. To give you some examples, I'm 100% committed to doubting my own value and worth. I completely agree that my self-worth depends on other people's perception of me. I'm not allowed to feel good about myself or my body or my worth. So even though you feel like this sounds stupid, it might be the case that your subconscious mind, this is what it believes. So here you need to be completely honest and authentic, no censorship. Write it all down, your real fucked up beliefs about yourself as fast as you can on a piece of paper. So especially if you do it at night or you write, write it fast without thinking too much, your subconscious mind is going to bring up a lot of beliefs that you have about yourself. And this is what we're targeting. Don't be afraid of what comes out, okay? So after you do that, after you find out your fucked up beliefs about yourself, take that piece of paper and I want you to read the beliefs out loud, but with a twist. Read it with a funny Disney villain character voice or, you know, any stupid funny voice. So like, you know, for instance, I always imagine like Pluto or like some monster reading these beliefs. Like, I'm 100% committed to doubting my own value and worth or I'm not allowed to feel good about myself, you know. And I find it so funny, you know, I do it in my mind <laughs> or I'll, if I'm on a tube or something, 
but you can also do it in your room alone so you don't get embarrassed or awkward. So this is the process of making the unconscious conscious. And when you do this, you realize how crazy these beliefs are, first of all. And second of all, they will lose their power over you. Because this is what happens when you make the unconscious conscious, when you bring something to light. Because, you know, there are a lot of beliefs that we have in our subconscious mind, and we don't even know that we have them. And we believe them. We still believe them. Like, I'm not allowed to feel good about myself because my mother didn't feel good about herself. You know, you have this stupid belief for some reason in your head. So when you bring it to light, when you make it conscious, you realize, oh my God, okay, this is actually crazy. And this is not a good belief to have. So when you realize and say it out loud, it starts losing power over you. So I invite you to do these exercises. First of all, with your inner child, to take care of your inner child, the visualization technique, talking to yourself as a loving parent, journaling. And second, with getting to know your shadow self and yourself. Don't be afraid of yourself. The reason why you can't trust yourself is because you don't know yourself. And let me tell you something. We're going to talk about the shadow in another episode because it's extremely complex. But the people that are the nicest, the people that seem like they couldn't hurt anyone, those are the most dangerous people. The people that smile all the time, that are always pretending to be okay. Those are, those are the most dangerous people because they suppress all of their shadow, their negative emotions, their anger. And when something triggers them for good, they're like a volcano. I don't know if you've seen this phenomena, but I have multiple times with people that were suppressing their emotions and then they just erupted like a volcano. This is what happens when you suppress your emotions. This is what happens when you don't integrate your shadow self. When you think that anger or any negative emotions that you have are actually negative because they're not. They're not negative. Every emotion that you have is a resource and you just have to learn how to use it in your advantage. So this was the podcast about trust issues and relationships. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or any proposals for the future podcast, feel free to DM me on Instagram. And I will see you next week. Have a good Christmas break. Happy holidays. Have a happy new year. Set some intentions and create the life you desire. Bye for now.